You are listening to Behind the Horse's Eyes on the Illiterate Podcast Network. And welcome back to the second installment of Behind the Horse's Eyes. Uh, we just went. We just went. Oh, I got to turn that mic down. We just went through uh, half of an episode and then realized that Horse Daddy was not recording. That was awesome. It's a good time. At least That's you right. realized it. Yeah. So I'm joined by uh, my co-host Jade Rains, um, Flo Smorgoner, and Nick Morris. If you guys want to give a just a quick quick overview since we've already done this <laughs> of uh you know the great thing about this show is everybody 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 uh everybody tunes in for the comedy and they stay for the horse content so you know this just this is just par for the course um if you can't figure out why we are laughing it's because we were about an hour and 10 minutes or so into an episode and it it went to pot and uh, man we, were, we had some really jade jade got philosophical it was awesome. I mean, Jade solved world peace, and we've lost that audio. Gone forever. It's gone forever. So, uh, Flo, Nick, if you guys want to introduce yourselves real quick. Yep. Uh, anybody that hasn't heard an episode of Behind the Horse's Eyes, I'm Flo Schmorgoner. Uh, I'm a hunter-jumper trainer here in Aiken, South Carolina, and I am also an exercise rider. I work at the Aiken Training Track, and I also ride for Mason Springs Racing. So uh, here we go. And I'm Nick Morris. I'm a content creator here on TikTok that specializes in thoroughbred education, know your pedigree, racing history, all that fun jazz. And I'm an eventer writer in the making with two horses and one of them being an orphan foal named Baby Truth. So yeah. Nick is Nick. Nick is my direct competition on TikTok. No, I don't think I I'm need to get a cowboy I, I, hat. If that's the case. I, Oh well, I, I'll you know what I'll I'll talk to Sarah Telly. We'll make that happen. I probably have one in my garage somewhere when I did halter. Yeah. So, uh, well, uh, well, I've got everybody here, all my thoroughbred folks, and um, Marty Rayburn's bass player. <laughs> um, we are. Uh, it is again. It's just deja vu, folks. Um, my second favorite season of the year, next to college football season, um, and it is triple crown season. Um, the run for the roses is up. Uh, if you were listening to this, um, you're just as good dropping the day before the Kentucky Derby. So, um, with that said, we've got some hot takes for you on some of these horses. Flo has took taken notes like a maniac over here. She's got an entire yes, I have. full of notes. Um, yes, I do. And I hope, I hope we can poo poo on you again. That was um, fun. That was that was. I'm fun. excited. Yeah. So if it wasn't fun the first time for you, it's going to be even more fun the second time. Um, but uh, so first things first, though, uh, we got to talk about the Oaks a little bit. Uh, if you love the Phillies, I'm sorry, we're not going to spend a lot of time on the Phillies. Why? Because we know what everybody tunes in the first Saturday in May to watch, and that's the Derby. I like Phillies. Do not get me wrong. But 
we've kind of studied the boys more than we have studied the girls. That's just a thing. Nick's like, Alice, speak for yourself. Um, Nick's like, no. The term boots on the ground usually denotes that action is being taken, that something is being done, unless we're talking about Aaron O'Neill and the Appalachian Legacy Initiative. And quite literally, when we say boots on the ground, we mean her boots, as she is on the ground every day up in the mountains of Appalachia working with horses that the world has basically forgotten. From mineral supplementation to medical care to rounding up bachelor stallions, it is Erin, her pickup truck, and her dogs doing 99% of the work. So when she accepted a partnership with this show, I was more than elated. And she's not paying me. I just want to help. This is how ingrained this subject is to me. As an ethnic Appalachian and a lover of horses, how could I not want to play some role in what's transpiring in Kentucky and West Virginia. So if you want to be part of the amazing work that Aaron's doing, there's going to be a link to the Appalachian Legacy Initiative in the show notes of this episode. And I invite everyone to go click it. Even if you don't donate, just read a little bit of the work that she's doing. And you're going to gain a whole new appreciation for what it means to be a horseman. One of my most beloved sponsors has got to be Audible. I had an Audible account long before I thought about ever getting into podcasting. And Audible has an awesome gift for all of my listeners. And if you head over to audibletrial.com forward slash jryan, you're going to get a free audiobook on them and me. All you have to do is sign up for a free trial. And if you decide that Audible's not for you, and within 30 days, you can cancel no harm, no file, you spend no money, and you get to keep that free audiobook. Audible has hundreds of thousands of books in their catalog, read by world-renowned narrators. From New York Times bestsellers to the classics, they're all on Audible. So again, head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash jryan and pick up your free audiobook today. I want to take this opportunity to talk about our latest partner here on Behind the Horse's Eyes, and that is Herd of Zebras. You can find them over at www.herd-of-zebras.com. And Herd of Zebras is more than just an equestrian lifestyle brand. It's a global community of just badass people who inspire others with their perseverance, grit, compassion, and authenticity. And what other people might call scars, whether it be physical or emotional, they call stripes. It's the experiences and the hardships that cause us to become stronger, kinder, and braver. Unlock all of that over at Herd of Zebras. I wear their shirts constantly. I was lucky enough for them to send me some swag. Um, I've done some promotional stuff for them. I'm going to tell you, I am sold. The quality of their products is, is, is amazing. They're, all their products are printed here in the U.S., you're not going to find better people and people with a better message than Herd of Zebras. If you use the discount code JRyan at checkout over at Herd of Zebras, you're going to get 10% off of your order. All the info for that is going to be in the description of this episode. That's www.herd-of-zebras.com. Promo code JRyan for 10% off today. I bet you didn't know we had a merch store. That's right. We actually have merch. If you head on over to the description, the notes of this episode, there will be a link there to the merch store, and you can head on over to the Mediocre Horseman store. 
from there we have socks, we have hoodies, we have tanks, we have tees, and there's new designs coming out all the time. And the special this month is the Feral Appalachia shirt. 100% of the proceeds of that shirt are going to help feral horses in Appalachia. And 50% of everything else that's sold in the store are, is also going to go help feral horses in Appalachia through Feral Aaron as part of the Appalachia Legacy Initiative. So click the link in the description, head on over there, get something, help out some amazing horses, some amazing people, and uh, help me feed my horses, for crying out loud. Uh, so we're going to breeze through these guys real quick. We've all got we've all got our takes. We've all got our picks for the Oaks. So note the number one uh, pole position is uh, Mimi Kakushi, Japanese horse, which is 20 to 1. At the number two pole position, the Alley's Look, 15 to 1. Uh, number three, Gambling Girl, fifteen to one. Four, Southlawn, eight to one. And in my opinion, it's kind of a dark horse to look out for. Uh, five, Wonder Wheel, which is a horse that's kind of gained some attention um, as of late. Uh, at twelve to one, which uh, twelve to one, jump on that. If I, I would jump on that if I were you. Uh, number six, Botanical, uh, four to one. Um, everyone's favorite, uh, favorite where it seems like where all the money is right now is going to be at the number seven position, which is wet paint at five to two. Um, number eight, uh, Promiseer America, 30 to one, nine, uh, and tell me, is it tell me, tell me no lies. I, w- I think I said no lies the first time around. Uh, it's tell me no lies at 15 to one, uh, 10 flying connection at 15 to one. 11, Defining Purpose, 12 to 1. Uh, my favorite name in the Oaks, actually my favorite name the first Saturday in May this year, is going to the number 12 position uh, at the uh, Kentucky Oaks. And that's going to be Dorth Vader um, at 20 to 1. Shouldn't uh, that be the real dark horse? Here we go. Sorry, I couldn't. No, I, couldn't. No, I, I missed it on our first go-round. But... Uh at 13, Affirmative Lady, 10 to 1, and Far Outside, Pretty Mischievous at 10 to 1. Hot takes. Anybody got any hot takes? I think this is a year long shot's going to win. I think it's a year long shot. So, so, if I had to pick a long shot in the Oaks right now, I'm just going to go with my gut because I like Japanese horses. I'm going to say Mimi Kakushi. They, there's 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 saddle horses first and race horses second. Come on, I love that about them. Flo, hot takes on the Oaks. So I don't have any hot takes. Honestly, my number one pick is Wet Paint. Um, she she's coming off a win at the Fantasy Stakes. Uh, she's honestly amazing horse by Blame, who I really really like. Um, and she's out of Sky Painter, who's by Street Cry. Irish horse, um, trainers, bad Cox, another great one. Uh, and then my dark horse is actually wonder wheel because she won the breeders cup juvenile fillies in 2022. Oh my goodness. Echo, please stop. (laughs) Echo dog. (laughs) Listen, echo dog wants to be on the show. Okay. Yeah. Wonder wheel is my second choice. Okay. I like that. I like. I like. I like that. All right. Um, Nick? I'm going wild this year. I like pretty mischievous. Um, very very nice 
beautifully built horse. She moves beautifully. I think this could be her time. I've always liked this horse, and I feel like part of it is because I'm from Indiana. But um, I, I do like Hoosier Philly. If she can, if she has matured from her last race, I could see her doing something. Um, she's kind of my true dark horse. It's strange because I have a 10 to 1 and a 30 to 1. Um, but if I had to go with one of the more popular horses, Botanical would probably be my pick. Jade. I, I, I'm a Star Wars junkie, and I have not followed much on the Oaks. But uh, you, if a horse with a name like Darth Vader turns up in the – I'm going to – that's going to be my pick. <laughs> hey, listen, there's not a thing wrong with that. I mean, there's a lot of folks out there, they just bet names, they bet colors, they bet long shots. Um, exactly. For me, for me personally, uh, as a guy that – I'm. Uh, there's two things in this world that I love to do more than anything. One is drink beer. The other one is gamble. So um, I'll be honest with you. It's a toss-up for me between botanical and wet paint. I know wet paint is the, the odds favorite right now. Um, and I, I'll go with that. Um, but I will tell you where, where my money is on that, and it is on wet paint. Um it wouldn't surprise me to see a horse like South Lawn, though, uh, come on out and have a good showing. Pretty mischievous, uh, mischievous as well. Um, and everybody knows Flo and I both have a soft spot for Japanese horses. I think Nick does, too. Uh, I love their methodology when it comes to their approach to training. Um, so, yeah, the the far inside, keep a, keep a, keep a lookout. Uh, I believe that horse is going to be in red and white silks. Uh, Mimi Kakushi, keep an eye on that horse. Um, 20 to 1, Japanese horses typically don't fare well, but, you know, hey, first time for everything. So, anything else on the Oaks, guys, before we jump on over over to the boys? No? No? Everybody just shaking their head, looking at me. Why, why do I feel like a teacher to just ask, is everybody done with their homework? And everybody just stares <laughs> blankly. Because um, I didn't do my homework on the Oaks. I did my on homework the on the Derby. I misunderstood the assignment. Okay. I'm just paying a really close attention to that little record dot in the corner of your screen right now. That's right. It's not getting to go away, <laughs> folks. It's not getting to go away. The, my my regular listeners are probably going to blow up my email and go, what happened? What app are you using? Let me help you. And I'm going to be like, no, nah, I'm good. We got this. And then it'll happen again. Um, it was my fault. I cannot blame. Oh, I just clipped. Um, I can mark that. Um, I can't blame the software that we're using. I can blame me because I dropped my uh, interface uh, on the floor. Uh, it's broken right now because I can see that my uh, my power cord going into it <laughs> is dangling, um, so that was that's the problem, um, and that's also I don't know how I sound to everybody else, but to me in my monitor, um, I sound like I'm talking uh, with two pillows over my face. Um, I mean, it's better it's than okay. the toilet sounds earlier. Yes, the, yes, there were toilet sounds earlier and everything else. So uh, <laughs> we went ahead and just flushed that. And uh, no pun intended, and uh, started over. So, all right. So, poll time I think is at what six fifty-seven Saturday evening for the one hundred forty-ninth running of the Kentucky Derby, the Run for the Roses, the uh, Super Bowl of horse racing. 
I'll, I will go through the 20 horses. In fact, instead of me just naming off the 20 horses, I'll just call them, and then we'll we'll go through them. So, at your number one pole position, at 30 to 1, we have Hit Show. Flo's like, I'm this. ready. I am so ready. Uh, I think 30 to 1 is great odds for this horse. I think they're spot on. Um He's one of the four horses that Brad Cox has in the Derby this year, um, who Brad Cox trained the 2021 Derby winner, um, that horse won by disqualification, if we all remember, jockey Manny Franco. Um, he's 0 for 4 for Derby starts, but that doesn't necessarily, he, he has started in the Derby, he just hasn't won a Derby yet. However, um, he did win the Belmont in 2020 with Tis the Law and came in second in the Derby with the same horse. Um, so fantastic jockey um hit show himself has five career starts three first one second and one fourth he did win his maiden um he did race at churchill downs which is definitely an advantage um he's coming off a second excuse me second place at the woodford memorial where he came in second to the horse in the 19th post position position lord miles um I think he's. I, I think the odds are really spot on for him. Honestly, um, he's not in my top five, but he's a solid horse regardless. Yeah, you know, Flo, with that headset on and the way you talk about these horses, you need to work for CBS. Agree. She has a very golf. Someone call TVG or Fanduel. That's right. That's right. I'll poo poo on the entire nation's choices. <laughs> there you go, Nick. Hit show at thirty. Yeah, I, I think the odds are. Right on cue. Um, the horse that he lost to is Lord Miles, who has also faced several other horses in the in various prep races. One of them being Angel of Empire. Um, I because he lost to Lord Miles, I really don't think that this horse is going to be much of a conversation. Um, I see him finishing probably mid pack, so probably not your check getter, but he's one to watch as a four year old. Okay, Jade. Uh, he just he wasn't really a horse that was on my radar when I was looking at at, okay. at everything. Nothing really. You did the same thing I did and studied Caesar's Palace. It's exactly, good. exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's why we brought. That's why we brought these two on. Um, at sitting at number two, uh, the number two pole position at fifteen to one, verifying. This is another horse um, that I think fifteen to one is actually a little low for him. I thought 12 to 1 maybe 10 to 1 um but verifying is the son of justified so this is definitely a race that not only is important for this horse specifically but for justified as a stallion um another brad cox horse uh the jockey tyler gaffalone i want to say um he was uh the eclipse award outstanding apprentice jockey in 2015 um he's had multiple graded one stakes wins um, this horse itself verifying he has had six starts with two first, two second, one fourth, and one sixth. He is coming off a second at the Bluegrass Stakes where he lost to Tappet Trice by a neck. Um, I think for a horse to be that competitive against Tappet Trice, he's definitely one to look out for, and I think 15 to 1 is a little low for him. Um, he's in my top five. However, post two is kind of a hard post to come out of, so I think that's the only thing that's going to be a little bit difficult for him to overcome during the race. I agree with that. I think the start is going to be so important because I do really, really like him. In some ways, I prefer him over Tappet Trice. Um, a cool thing about him historically is if he were to win this, he would be the first 
son of a triple crown winner from his first crop since Omaha and Gallant Fox back in the 20s and 30s. So there's, you know, it's been 100 years since something like that has been done. Um, but I do wonder if he's, you know, the bridesmaid and never the bride. So he's definitely, he's in my top, top seven. Um, I would really like to see him get on the board. Yeah. History kind of says that, um, don't get your hopes up, but hey, you know, stranger things can happen and it might just mean we're due. Um, at number three, I'm ready for everybody to poo-poo on me. Um... At number three, at 12 to 1, two fills, uh, which is a horse that I kind of like. Um, you know, is has not won a grade one stakes. Uh, is, I think, highest race is flow, correct me if I'm wrong, grade three. Um, but last race did win by five and a half lengths. Uh, his exercising really, really good, had a really good breeze. Um, you know, bred nicely at 12 to 1. Um, at number three position is not horrible for this horse. Um, I'll let you guys take it from here and I'll get poo-pooed on. I like him. Um, and one thing that I think is really notable about him is the fact that he did have, uh, a five and a quarter length in the Jeff Ruby, which is a grade three, which most people kind of turn their nose at. But in this race, he did get 107 Brisnet speed buyer, which he has a speed. I really do think. He's a son of hard spun. I think he could be a main player. I think he's a lot like his sire. May not look like a lot on paper, but I think he could be a main player in the Triple Crown in general. I, I think he's got the speed, and I also think he's got yeah. the stamina. Yeah. It's going to come down to it's going to come down to the it's going to come down to jockey and if horse and jockey are on the same page on Saturday. Flo. Yeah. Honestly, I, I think 12 to 1 is very reasonable for two fills. Um, I think the biggest struggle right now is that the trainer, the jockey, and this horse has never won a graded one stakes um, race. So I I think he's slightly outclassed, but altogether he's a fantastic horse. He's had eight starts, four first place finishes, a second, a third, a fifth, and a seventh. Um, He's raced at Churchill Downs and won a grade, a grade three stakes here, so he knows the track. He put in two great breezes at five furlongs. The first one was a minute flat, and the second one was 59 flat. Not blazing speed, but very, very respectable. Um, he's not necessarily in my top five, but I think I think he might bring home a paycheck, honestly. So I, when you say all that, but then I want to remind you about it now. Granted, was undefeated going into the Derby, but <clears throat> I want to remind you about a little horse by the name of Seattle Slough, and I'm just going to leave it at that. You're right. Stranger things have happened, uh, but 12 to 1 odds aren't bad, <laughs> not even remotely, and you know what? No. For the trainer, the jockey, and this horse, this might be the grade one stakes, and what a race to win if it if it all comes together, oh, you know? Yeah. Um I, I, to me, I think uh, Two Fills has a legitimate shot, um, and, and to be quite honest, Two Fills is where my money is on this race. Um, at 12 to 1, um, that is an absolute bargain to get in um, for this horse. Um, I, I personally see Two Fills in the money somewhere. Um, Jade? Uh, he, yeah, he's, he's got a good shot. He, he's in my top three, you know. I mean, he's he knows the track. He's placed in, I guess it was six of his last seven races. 
Um, I mean, I, he, he's definitely one to keep an eye on. He's definitely one that I'm I'm keeping an eye on. And he, he's also a horse too. If if you watch his speed, he's he's a horse that's peaking right now. Like he is he is not peaked. He is a horse that's getting faster every time he runs. Um, now with that said, that does not automatically equate that he's going to have a great showing on Saturday. Um, and again, we have to discuss what the conditions are possibly going to be like on Saturday uh, as we get into some of these other uh, more heavy hitters that are favored for this race, and that is they're expecting rain on Friday and pretty damp conditions on Saturday. <clears throat> some of these horses have never ran in the mud. Some of these horses have never ran with the uh, was it the Equa Shields. Uh, is that what they're called? Yeah, the, 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 the pony goggles. Uh, some of them have never run with those on um so you're adding new apparatus to these horses, some of which have never seen, plus track conditions that some of these horses have also never seen too. So that's going to play into a factor. Uh, just because a horse is five to one or three to one or five to two, uh, doesn't uh, doesn't amount to anything uh, when it comes to track conditions. Again, uh, as we are listing the money lines on these horses uh, and the odds, uh, bear in mind that this is being recorded uh, on Friday. I mean, oh, excuse me, on Wednesday the third. Um, so that can move. Um, so as you're listening to this on Thursday or Friday, uh, or Saturday morning, those, those odds could have changed. Some of these horses could have dropped out. Um, in fact, I think they have until what, Friday? Um, if somebody drops out, you could see a completely different horse in there. Um, I think that happened last year with Rich Strike, correct? Yeah, so so bear in mind if you're listening to this and you're about to send an email and go, what are you talking about? This is why. Um, number four. Wait, wait, oh, wait. No, go, go ahead. I, I do want to say one thing in favor of two fills. He has had eight starts. He is not green. He is not green, and he's raced at Churchill Downs and won a graded stakes race. Like This horse is the most prepared. Out of all of the horses here, I will say he is the most prepared to run this race. Is Flo going to the dark and side? I, I think we're going to No, no, no. no. I, don't, I, think we're I don't think he's going to win. I don't think he's going to win um, because I, I believe he's outclassed, but I think he is the most prepared and he's got a great shot. I, I think He's going to be the in thing, the money. Yeah, the, the thing about this horse, uh, again, he's he's prepared. He is getting faster at the right time, um, conditions, and competition are going to be a thing, um, you know. And as if this jockey um, yeah. is ready, I think if he doesn't win this, he'll it's, be a lethal freakness horse. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yes. Oh, he will. I, oh my goodness! I came into this thing this afternoon, you know, thinking that I, you all are messing with my picks left and right you know i I look at something i'm like yeah that looks good and they're like no we're we're gonna poo poo all over it no see this is what i do like when and then my mediocre choices they're like that's pretty good yeah he looks pretty good but i don't think he's gonna win he'll place but he's not gonna win it's okay i'm used to flo poo pooing on me all the time so it's fine (laughs) usually i'm like flo what do you think about this and she's like "Eh." that's why i love her though um so at uh, at number four, uh, we have confidence game at twenty. Confidence game game makes me so excited because he is the 
Candy Ride's son of Zenyatta's half-sister, Eblusant. Eblusant is by Bernardini, who some of you may remember. Um, in 2006, he won the Preakness Six. I, I think this horse, he's ran on the mud. He's very adjustable. He can come from way behind. He can come from mid-pack. The horse has all the potential on the paper, pedigree-wise, and, you know, racing performance. I do think they're a little... They're underestimating him at 20 to 1. I think he should be a little bit lower than that. He was very impressive in all of his past races. Um, he's one of my dark horses. I could see him getting a paycheck in this race. Hello. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I'm looking at his uh, races. He's had seven starts, excuse me, um, three firsts, a second, and three thirds, or excuse me, two thirds. Um, he's coming off a win in the Rebel Stakes. Uh, uh, great, grade two stakes. That's very impressive. He has raced at Churchill Downs. He's had two wins there, so he's fantastic. And not only that, he's not green with seven stars, but he's had three workouts at Churchill Downs so far. Uh, one on the eighth for five furlongs. He had a breeze. Um, he breezed from the gate for a mile on the 14th in a minute 38.2, which is, it's very, very respectful. And then he had a five furlong breeze at 59 flat, which is, it's not blazing, but it's, it's very respectable. It's, it's good. It's very good. Um, and he looked great during all those workouts. Um, the jockey is a veteran jockey, the trainer, um, he was first in the Preakness in 2016 with uh, Exaggerator, and in 2016 also he was second in the Derby. I, it's a good team. I I agree with you, Nick, that I think 20 to one is a little bit um, low. Low, yeah, low for him. I, I think like 17, maybe 15 to one was a closer shot because this this horse has he's definitely he's got a great shot of being in the money. I don't know if he's gonna win. Um, but I think he's got a great shot at bringing home a paycheck. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm in agreement. Um, I think 20 to 1 uh, are – I don't really like those odds on this horse. Um, what, what are you going to say? I think he should be 30 to 1? No. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I would put confidence game a little higher. Um I, I see confidence game as a fifteen to one or twelve to one horse. Um, twenty to one, twenty to one's a bargain. If again, if you've got, uh, if you got a spare ten that you just want to throw on a random horse outside of you know who you got as a winner, um, confident games, uh, confidence games, throw that ten bucks there. Um, and if you can lock in that twenty to one right now, I mean, was that two hundred bucks? I mean, go ahead, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that. Uh, Jade? See, here's the thing. Now I'm going to need to sleep on all of my choices. <laughs> because, you know, they're all, you know, I, I don't know. They, they really do a good job at building all of these horses up in their strengths. And now I'm really starting to second guess. Because that horse was not on my radar at all. That horse should have been on your radar, sir. It, it, it should have been on my radar. I'm, you know and, what? I'm just going to go ahead and hand over your horse. And horse I will say, keep him on your radar for later in the season and for four-year-old season. Definitely keep oh, yeah. him on the radar okay. for that. Oh, yeah. um, I'll be honest with you. Confidence Games a horse who could peak as a four-year-old. Easily. Um, at number five, the horse that's getting 
a lot of attention right now. Flo is just like she's giggly over there with her her to zebras shirt on. Shout out to her to zebras. Use code J Ryan and get ten percent off over there. Y'all hear that commercial later. Um, tap it trice five to one in the number five position. Ooh wee. Uh, trained by the famous Todd Pletcher, um, Eclipse Award winning Outstanding Trainer of the Year um, in 04, 05, 06, 07, 2010, 13, 14, and 2022. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 21. I mean, what a, what a resume. Um, two Derby winners so far, four Belmont winners. Uh, he's got too many top horses to count. It's phenomenal. Um, just an absolute, absolute monster of a trainer. Um, Jockey Luis Saez, um, he's very, very respectable career. A uh, little bit greener in regards to comparatively to the other jockeys where you have like John Velasquez racing, um, but still a very respectable jockey. Um, Tappet Trice himself, five starts with four wins um, and one third. Um, his third place was actually his maiden, so he just keeps getting better. Um, He's never raced at Churchill Downs, however, so I think that's going to actually be a huge disadvantage for him, and I think 5-1 to one for that reason is pretty high for him. I would have seen him at 7-1. to one. Um, I don't think quite 10-1, to one, but 7-1 to one would have seemed more respectable to me. Um, two great workouts from the half at 48-6 and six, and then 48-2, and two, very consistent. Doesn't look like they're pushing him too much. Um, he, he's definitely he's in my top three for sure. Oh boy, controversial time. I uh so Tapatrice is a very talented horse. He has immense raw talent, but one thing I think is really going to aid against him aid against him, go against him, is the fact that he is very green. He has not broke cleanly from any race that he has had. He's always been slow. He always veers off in his post position. While five can be a good post, it's not necessarily the greatest for a horse with his breaking style. Um, one thing he also struggles with is navigation. He is a little bit tougher to steer, but I think Luis Saez is probably the best bet for a horse like that. Luis Saez rode maximum security, essential quality, um, will take charge. A bunch of really big horses that you have to work extra hard to be able to navigate, and I think that's really going to work in his favor. You're muted. My bad. Mark. Uh, I look at Tappet Trice at five to one, and in in my opinion, I go that might be where the money is. But uh, for me, I look at Tappet Trice as more of a ten to one horse, uh, eight to one, ten to one, somewhere around in there. Uh, if I, you know, in this in the first five positions, uh, if I were going to replace anybody with that five to one, um, I'd give two fills the five to one. Um, uh, you know, confidence game at twenty to one right now, I th- I think is crazy. Confidence games of a fifteen to one, twelve to one horse all day long. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it, I don't see Tappet Trice at five to one. You know, and I'm not saying. T- listen, any one of these, if any of us know anything, any one of these horses yeah. could win Saturday. We all remember Rich Strike. Okay, we all remember uh, Mind That Bird was a long shot too, right? Uh, so, I mean, we, we, we've all lived through this. Um, 
but you know i think his odds mainly come from the fact that he's a bluegrass winner because his grandsire general quarters had the same crazy he was one of the top five horses his year and i don't think he did anything in the actual race yeah i just you know and and Tappet Trice could go out there and just wax poetic on everyone and could be a triple crown winner for all any of us know um, because that's sometimes how that falls, right? But, man, I'm going to tell you, at 5-1, to one, um, I'm not bullish on Tappet Trice. Um, I think Tappet Trice is a great horse. I see Tappet Trice more of that 10-to-1 um, type of horse. Um uh, yeah, I just five to one odds is nuts to me. And in all honesty, the Bluegrass Stakes is only a mile and an eighth, where the Derby is a mile and a fourth. An eighth of a mile, it, it makes a big difference. You can just putter out, um, and he only won by a neck, um, so it, it really is anyone's game. Yeah, and he's again, still a fantastic kind of, horse, but it oh a hundred percent. But that goes all the way back to again two horses that we've talked about that were we're kind of high on and that's two fills and confidence game uh at 12 to 1 and 20 to 1 are better equipped i think right now than than tappet trice i would love for tappet trice to prove us wrong i'd love for any of them to um and that's just where i am on tappet trice um at the number six position we have king's Barnes at 12 to 1 and uh this is one i'll be honest with you outside of breeding i don't know a lot about I think the fact that he's 12 to one is kind of insane. Um, the He's very lightly raced, which I guess that could really play to his advantage when it comes to longevity for a triple crown trail. However, he just, he won the Louisiana Derby at the fairgrounds and his other race was, I believe it was at Gulfstream, which are two very different environments compared to the Churchill Downs during Derby week of all things. So I don't, I don't really see him yeah. finishing well. Um, I sorry, Spendthrift, but just not one I'm really counting on. Blow. Nick, I'm right there with you. Um, trained by Todd Pletcher, which we've already talked about. Um, Jose Ortiz is his jockey, who did win Outstanding Jockey in 2017. He's coming off of a Louisiana Derby win, so he's seen this caliber of horses before. However, he has not raced as a two-year-old. So, like you said, Nick, he's very green. Um, and that could either be wonderful for him, and he's just going to blossom and just keep getting better, or he's just going to putter out. We really don't know, because uh, there's not much to look at at this horse. We don't see a lot coming from him. He's had two very respectable workouts. Um five for a long breeze at a minute point eight and then a breeze from the half at forty eight point four. Again, not blazing, but very, very respectable. Um I twelve to one I think is um is a little high for him. I I I think he's closer to like a seventeen to one horse. Like he's not even 15 to 1 seems a little high for me just because he's so green and he, he's seen this caliber of horses before but only right. three times who knows he he might get scared he might say whoa that's uh uh-uh, it's a lot of horse to try to pass and take advantage of and he might just decide you know what not for me yeah Again, this was a horse that really wasn't on my radar. There's, you know, uh, when I tried to look into him, there wasn't really a whole lot out there on him. Um, 
so yeah, I mean that's just kind of kind of where I am, kind of you know. I hate to say that, you know, unprepared on a horse, but I, I don't know much about King's Barns. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, Jade just sent me a message. Jade will return, folks. Um, <clears throat> so, at the, uh, where are we at? The number seven position. Um, a horse that kind of piques my interest a little bit. Definitely a long shot in this race at 50 to 1. Um, I don't like the 50 to 1 on this horse. Actually, I like it from a betting standpoint. Um, 50 to 1 is awesome. And that's reincarnate. I think it's for John Velasquez to choose to ride this horse, I think is very interesting. And they've given him 50 to 1. I, I don't think. I understand why he's had seven starts and only two firsts and three seconds, two thirds. So he's always placed or he's always shown. Um, he's coming off a third in Arkansas Derby, which is a uh, grade one stakes. Um, he lost to Angel of Empire, which another fantastic horse. Um, he's never raced at Churchill Downs, though. So it'll be interesting to see what he thinks of the track. Um, he also has not done any workouts at Churchill Downs. They were all at Santa Anita. So just for that reason, because he was in California, he put in some very quick uh, workouts. His last one from the half was 46 and four. He was flying. But in California, it's dry. The track is fast. It's not going to be the same here at Churchill. And I honestly think the 50 to one might be a very fair odd to put him at. Um, but trainer Tim Yakpin, Yakin, Yakteen, excuse me, my goodness. Um, Practical Move is also one of his horses. Um, I, I think this horse has, I think he's going to surprise us or he's going to do exactly what we think he's going to do. I don't think there's any in between. Yeah, I'm definitely, honestly, I don't really see him surprising us as much just based off of his showing in the Arkansas Derby. So he is a pace setter. This is probably going to be one of our pace setters here. Um, and he just didn't have the stamina to keep it going. The Arkansas Derby and the Kentucky Derby is longer. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Tim Yachtin as a trainer, so it'll be interesting, but I don't I don't see him getting a paycheck. He is a good magic, which is a curlin out of a scat daddy mare. So he definitely has a pedigree. Um, I think he's going to be your one that's going to be probably a leading miler. So at the number eight position, uh, another horse that I've heard quite a few people kind of talk about, um, and that's Mage at 15 to 1. I'm actually very interested in Mage. Um, uh, Gustavo Delgado is the trainer. Um, he trained Bodhi Express um, and pa Paula Queen. Um, Javier Castellano. Castiano. Oh my goodness. My, my brain. It's anyway, hall of fame jockey in 2017, um, eclipse award, outstanding jockey winner in 14, 15, 16 and 17. Um, however, no derby wins so far. So maybe this will be his first, um, in regards to mage three starts. He's got 
a first, a second, and a fourth, so very unimpressive. Um, and he did not start as a two-year-old, so he is extremely green. Um, he came in second at the Florida Derby to Forte, um, which out of all the horses to come second to, that's actually quite impressive in himself for being his second or third start, um, excuse me, third start. Um, he did breeze three quarters, um, at Churchill and it was his only workout. Um, he did it in a minute 16.8, very respectable, um, very, very respectable. So I'm interested to see, but I think 15 to one is spot on in all honesty. Yeah, I definitely agree with the 15 to one because I feel like he's definitely a toss up. He's one that, like, I can't explain why, but I have a certain feeling about him. The way he ran in the Florida Derby was just something that you don't really see come from green horses that much. And having Javier Castellano as his jockey is going to help out really well because Javier is known for his touch with green horses. This is a perfect situation for him. My biggest concern is his break. He is so much, he is so green that he doesn't really break well. And then this race, lacking speed, he is a hard closer. Without that speed, it may be interesting to see how he actually handles that. And he's only ran that Gulfstream. So, you know, does he just like Gulfstream or does he like all tracks? Jade on uh, on Mage? Uh, um, she, oh, actually, hold on here. You oh you got notes. My man is prepared. hold on. I, I I was just along for the ride since I dropped. I didn't know who you all were talking about or anything. That's right. You know, welcome back. Get here when you can. You know, can't <laughs> can't be on time. Just get here when you can. Oh no, she's not my top five. Or she, she. It's, we're we're yeah, past. See, not, you're still on the. Yeah, ends. I know. I know. Not my top. Not a whole lot to say on that one. And uh, it was the uh, the views expressed from Jade Range not no not are not the views of our sponsors or me. Uh, <laughs> Let's go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, at the number nine pole position, at twenty to one odds, Skinner. I'll be honest; I haven't followed this Nick's. horse. He's not. He doesn't stand out to me. Twenty to one seems very fair for me. Um, John Sheriff is his trainer, who did have a Kentucky Derby win with Giacomo, mm-hmm. um, and that's also the trainer of Zenyatta. So, some really, really good horses. Um, Juan Hernandez is his jockey, um, who's had some really nice mounts. Um, this is one that I six starts, only one first, three thirds of fifth and a sixth. Um, he's never raced at Churchill. He's coming off a third in the Santa Anita Derby, um, where he lost to Practical Move. Uh, I, I think twenty to one is spot on for him. Uh, I couldn't find anything that I'm like, wow, you know what? He might be in the money. I, I think he's right where he needs to be. Yeah. I, I yeah, um, again, Skinner is one of those horses I I don't know a lot about. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I I can't go for or against twenty to one. I'll be honest with you. Um, exciting. It, but that's the thing when you've got a field of twenty horses at the Kentucky Derby. Um. There's going to be some in there, and you're just like, I don't know, maybe. And they're horses, folks. This is how that works. Uh, Jade, you got anything on Skinner? Or you like the rest Next. I'm sure there's Next. somebody out there that's like, that is my horse. What are you talking about? I have, I've been following Skinner since, you know, he was a two-year-old. But okay. I'm sorry we poo-pooed on your horse, but we don't know him. He could win for all we know. It's the Derby. Stranger things have happened. 
Uh, and we'll be happy about it. I'll jump up and down, but I'll. I would love to have, have a derby problem. winner named Skinner. That way, we can have like some sort of Red Dead Redemption named babies going on. <laughs> Does everyone here, except for Jay, play Red Dead Redemption? Jay, I played Gun. That's close enough. We I mean, named a Weanling Marston this year, so that's awesome. See, I. I I'm I'm not gonna go down a rabbit hole. I'm just saying, I, I've already planned that at least the first few foals that we have are being named after Lonesome Dove characters. There's not a thing wrong with that. So who's gonna be the colonel? What's that? I said who's gonna be the colonel. Well, I don't know yet. Mm. Mm. I gotta I gotta see the baby. Long. But we're going to need a Gus. We're going to need a Gus. And yeah. we're going to need a Woodrow. And we're going to need a Lori. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm down with this. That's awesome. Not to get off track. Sorry. Yeah. I just I just hope Nick isn't going to name a horse Uncle. No. No. <laughs> okay. So no Uncle and no... Uh, no, uh, Bill. What's his name? The, the Curly... No, Bill. Oh, come on. Bill, Bill Williamson. I'm not naming a horse, a horse Bill, Bill Williamson. Williamson. No. Oh, gotta be oh, yeah. Javier. Javier. You gotta have a Javier. Oh, yeah, you gotta have a Javier Escuela. Yeah, you gotta have a Javier. Yeah, and then um, the other Lenny. guy who was African American oh, no, Cherokee. What was his name? Lenny. Charles Smith. That was Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Lenny. Lenny was the African American, yeah. and the other was African American Cherokee, or not Cherokee. Yeah. I don't know if he was Cherokee. He was Indian. He was Native American. Um. And then, so no Micah? You're not going to name one Micah? If I have to sell it, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> if one is born that. Oh, I was about to say. If I randomly had a Palomino, maybe, but that's not going to happen. So. Name it Micah. It would have to be a Palomino that was born with something yeah, that it needed absolutely. to be put down. <laughs> you, would name it, you would name it Micah. Micah, or the one I'm really. I mean, obviously, the Arthur Morgan, but. um. What was his mare? There's a mare that he mentioned. I can't remember her name. It was his first horse that got killed. I, I want to name a horse that. I just don't have it in an actual <laughs> writing right now. So, um, At the number 10 position, uh, another horse that's garnering some attention. Uh, at 10 to 1, practical move. I'm surprised he's at 10 to 1. I was thinking he'd be a little... A little bit more popular. Um, he is a California horse, and sometimes that does work against you. Sometimes the West Coast just doesn't translate well. Um, he's a Tim Yock team. But, I mean, he was very, very strong in the Santa Anita Derby, and this horse has grit. And I feel like you're going to need a lot of grit in this race. So he's – I could see him getting a check. He's one I'm actually quite impressed with. Um Ramon Vasquez is his jockey, who's a multiple multiple graded stakes winning jockey. Uh, seven starts, he's not green. Four firsts, that's pretty solid. Uh, second and two thirds, um, like Nick said, coming off the Santa Anita Derby win. Um, he's had no workouts at Churchill Downs, so I'm very interested to see of what he thinks of the track. Um, but a very respectable five furlong breeze at 59.6. Um, I think 10 to 1 is actually pretty spot on um, only because he's a West Coast horse and he's had no workouts at Churchill and I think that's going to be a huge disadvantage for a horse especially Santa Anita it's dry it's 
really dry. So I think ten to one is pretty pretty solid for him. I agree. I think I think ten to one uh, is spot on. Uh, for practical move. Uh, one thing I do like, and I'm a big advocate, if the jockey's last name is either Vasquez or Velasquez, um, keep at least one good peeper on it. Um, I used to say Smith, but, you know, those days are those days are gone. I feel like nowadays Gomez is getting up Golly. there again. Yeah, Gomez is getting up there. But how many how how many derbies has there been someone with the last name Velasquez as a jockey? We can go back to the seventies, can't we? At least. Yeah. Um so Jade, anything on practical move for you? I, I'm Flo and Nick are upending everything. I, I haven't paid any attention at all. That's what they're good at. That's the poo poo on the uh, right. You just need a you need a heavier duty umbrella to hold up all that poo poo raining. <laughs> I um, mean, I, I'm I'm so confused now. Yeah. So at the uh, at the number eleven position at thirty to one is Disarm. This is another horse I know nothing about. Everybody's just kind of looking like this. Eh? I mean, so I've got him up on Equibase right now. Um, five starts, so he's still slightly green. Um, only one win, two seconds, two thirds. So at least he's um, he's earned a paycheck in every single one of his starts. Uh, he took third in the Lexington Stakes. So, yeah, but he has um, he's raced at the fairgrounds and at Churchill Downs. So at least he's been to uh, this area before. So he's had four workouts at Churchill Downs, though. Um, from the half, his last one was actually a couple days ago on the first, was 49.2 breezing, which is it's actually kind of slow, got to be honest. Uh, not like crazy slow, but it's slow. And before that, it was 50.2, 50.6, 51, like – I think thirty to one is pretty accurate. I honestly. think it should be. You said it was thirty to one. I think it should be more around fifty because this horse has not had to win past its maiden. Um, and one thing that really it probably shouldn't sit on me so hard, but he did not even win an allowance optional claiming at Oakland. For me, it's kind of hard that a horse that didn't win that is in the Derby this year. So I don't see him being. A main player, he, I mean, obviously he is multiple grades, sixth place, and he's a son of Gunrunner. The horse is bred to beat the band, but I don't, I don't think he belongs in this race. Sorry, anyone who likes him. Yeah, um, I look at Disarm like this at, at 30 to 1, um, I don't even see this horse as, uh, as a 50 to 1, Nick, um, if there was going to be a 60 or 70 to 1 horse in this race, Disarm is that horse. Um, sorry, Disarm folks. Uh, I think it's a travesty to see confidence game at 20 to 1 and then, um, uh, yeah, and see Disarm at 30 to 1. Um, also, I'm shocked that show, reincarnate. Hitch, yeah, re, you got reincarnate at 50 to 1. 50, and hitch, but this yeah, at 30? Yeah, and hit show at 30 also. And then you've got this horse at 32. Uh, <clears throat> I have problems with It does with help that, that he's an Asmussen horse. Me. But I think that's really the only thing that helps him. Yeah. Um, Jade, anything? See, 
I, I've got him as my oddball horse. Well, I mean, okay. He, you know, I mean. There's no rhyme or reason to that, is there? The, there's a little bit of reason. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right, let's go. There's a little bit. I mean, a I, smidge. I, I, <laughs> I, I, do, I do like a horse that doesn't have a fast start. Just because they're not blowing out of the gate. You know, so let me go ahead. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and break this down for you right now. This arm is not secretariat, so we're not. I, we're I know, not I know, I know. He's not. I know he's not, and like, that's the reason that he he's my my oddball. Okay. Pick. Um, but he did because I, I I screenshotted my top five whenever I was going through everybody this morning, and uh, and he <laughs> he he was the number five screenshot for sure. Um. So, like I said, he, he he's he's my oddball pick. Okay. I just want you to know you're one of my best friends. I love you to death. That's a horrible pick. <laughs> um, at number 12, uh, at the number 12 pole position, at 50 to 1, Jace's Road. Yeah, so or Jace's Road is another one that I haven't really kept on the radar as much. He is a quality road out of a silver deputy mayor. He's trained by Brad Cox. So he's got some things working for him. One thing I'm not like huge on is he was kind of heavily raced as a two-year-old, um, and he is only a a black type stakes winner. He won the Gun Runner at two, but he's been in four different graded stakes and he hasn't gotten it done yet. So I don't. I mean, we had Rich Strike last year. I just don't see it happening with this horse this year. No. Um, me personally, this is a horse that I see going on, uh, being, uh, somebody's jumper prospect here in a couple of years. If your connections are I'm watching sorry. this, hit I me mean, up. Just... <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nick would love that horse right now. Uh, Flo? Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. Um, looking at his Equibase, uh, he took eighth in the Street Sense Stakes, which is grade three. Uh, I just saw that. High... <laughs> I've got it up on my yeah. phone. It, Gunrunner Stakes, the black type, was his best showing uh, with 101 speed rating, which awesome. He he won, but it's still a black type race. Um, I 50 to 1 seems very reasonable. He has raced at Churchill Downs, however, so I mean, little bit of advantage, but I don't think I, I, this is another one that I think is outclassed. This, um, this this is a fifty to one. This is a fifty to. This is an eighty to one horse racing at fifty to one. Let's just be honest here. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at his. Uh, and I'm not trying breezes. to be mean. I'm just. I'm yeah. Just, yeah. I, I'm from, looking at his breezes, and it's not anything that I'm like, wow, they're just five in uh, one minute one second forty, and then six in a minute thirteen forty. It it's very very average. Um, I think maybe just not. I think he's just outclassed. Yeah, Jade. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm the same way. I. I this, just in my opinion, this is the horse that the off the track place up the road is going to have for sale in or adoption. Yeah. In pretty short order. Oh yeah, somebody's going to get paid to to own Jace's Road here pretty soon. So, yep. Sorry, sorry, Jace's Road. 
Somebody out there is probably like somebody out there probably works at the facility that uh, train Jace's road. They're gonna play him the podcast and be like, "You're gonna get Listen, you gotta prove these little shits wrong." That's right. You know the uh, they're just gonna play this. They're just gonna play this in a stall. And I, you know what? I would love that. I really would. I mean, who doesn't like to see? It's a feel like Richie last year. I mean, it's just, it's a cool story. I want triple crown winners though. This I don't think this is gonna be a triple crown winner. Um, speaking of not triple crown winners at the number thirteen position, Sun I'm Thunder, kind of upset that he's the same odds as the past horse. Because I think he has a little bit more going for him. Not a ton, but a little bit more. Um, the horses he faced has been a lot more difficult. He is an into mischief Alba Medalladora mare. This is a classic bred horse. He did finish second in the Risen Star, which is a grade mm. two. And he lost to Angel of Empire, which is one of the front runners this year. Um, and he also ran in the Bluegrass, where he finished fourth against Tapatrice, verifying. And I can't remember who the third place horse was. But, I mean, he's been around some tough horses. I don't see him getting a check, but he's he's reasonable. Um, I look at Sun Thunder at fifty to one, and I see a thirty to one horse here. Um, when you look at what they've got, and this is just based on what they have at fifty to one. Um, if we're considering fifty to one being the worst horse uh, in this race, um, I see Sun Sun Thunder is more of a thirty to one type horse. Uh, do I think Sun Thunder is even gonna? place no um he's not even going to show um flo so his workout uh when was it yesterday was actually quite quick he breezed from the half at 47 8 like it, it it's quite quick um and it was at churchill but his results in his races just say everything to me that he's he's a he brings home a paycheck. He's a solid horse. Is he going to win the Derby? Probably not. Um, however, stranger things have happened. He's raced at Churchill, which I guess helps a little bit. But, yeah, I, I just don't see him as something that is one to look out for um, just I in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I, I see a horse like, I see a horse like uh, Sun Thunder, and in my mind I see a thoroughbred that's going to go on and make some really nice – uh, appendix uh, match racers um, that are going to earn some race registers of merit. Um, this the speed is there. I don't think he does well in a pack. That's just me. Um, I think when it comes down to it, when the street gets crowded, um, he doesn't know what to do. I don't know if that's jockey or if that's horse. Uh, I don't know it's jockey, know but that's jockey. very typical of Intimischief himself when Intimischief was a runner. So. It it could be a mixture of both. Yeah. And that and that's the thing. It's it's a thing with horses. Horses are individuals. You know, some horses do not do well when they get bunched up in a pack. They don't do well. Either they've either they've got to come from behind or they got to break quick. Those that get bunched in the middle, there are horses, and they get stuck in that middle. They get stuck there, and they cannot get out. There's nothing that's going to get them out of there, and they don't do well. Um, at, so at the number fourteen pole position, a horse that I really like. Um. I got a feeling that if we do have a uh, if we do have a, a horse that's going to be a contender for the Triple Crown, it's this is going to be one of those horses. And uh, if it's not this horse, this horse is going to be the uh, the Aladar to that horse uh, and be with it neck and neck um, all the way to the end. And that's Angel of Empire at eight to one. I think eight to one. Um, 
is actually pretty good for this horse. Um, I, I'm not making any argument for eight to one. I'm not going to say this is a five to one or a three to one horse at all. Eight to one is good uh, as a numbers guy that likes to bet. Uh, eight to one is awesome on this horse. So this is my pick for the Derby. Uh, this is who I think is going to be. Uh, running away with it, he is the son of Classic Empire, who Classic Empire himself, I believe, was a he was a Belmont winner. Um, he is out of Armini's Angel, is it? Who is it? To honor and serve mayor. Um, very, very athletic family here. He's trained by Brad Cox. Um, one thing I really like about him is he does cover ground in a way that's so efficient. This horse doesn't have to exert so much energy to keep up. And I think he's really starting to come into his own. His loss in the Smarty Jones was to Victory Formation, who was a very promising late two-year-old, early three-year-old this year. Um, and his Arkansas Derby win, some people were surprised by it. I wasn't. This horse has been showing potential all throughout this year. And I think he's definitely going to give Forte a run for his money. Um, he did have a Brisnet rating of 101. So I'm excited to see him. This is This is my dude. Yeah. Hello. I'm I'm very impressed with Angel of Empire. Um uh, right now career starts is six. He's had four firsts, a second. Uh, he's he's very impressive. Uh, his sixth place was in an allowance race. Um he he might have just not had a good time. Like I believe it was I'm a just gonna say it, he had a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. He's yeah. a dirt horse, definitely. Um, but the Arkansas Derby, he, 106 for a speed rating. It's very, very impressive. Yeah, that's, um, that's that's almost getting to lunacy numbers. Yeah, and uh, what it seems to me, so he's had three workouts at Churchill, um, very, very consistent middle-of-the-road pace. So it just looks like to me they were just trying to get him breathing hard and not uh, overexert him. Um, very solid workouts uh, that were easy. And like I watched the workouts, and he wasn't strained in the workout. So I think he's going to do fantastic. I mean, um, for his first breeze at Churchill, he did it from the half and forty-eight and two, very very respectable, um, and it was easy for him. So I think eight to one is spot on, and he's going to give all of the horses a run for their money. I think he's one to look out for for sure. He's definitely in my top five. I agree. I get uh, again. I get uh, I get weird uh, like anti-hero vibes from this horse. I get he's gonna be he's gonna be the antagonist uh, to if we again if we have a horse that's making that triple crown run um, after the after the Preakness. Um, if it's not Angel of Empire. Angel of Empire is going to be that horse that's breathing down its neck. It's going to be Sham. It's going to be Aladar. I just get that vibe. Like it's going to be, uh, it's going to be there trying to spoil someone's day. That's what I feel about this horse. Um, and I don't know. That's not a bad thing, in my opinion. No, no. Jay, it's it's he's he's, I mean, just like everybody else, he's my number one pick. Okay. For for the for this show. Okay. See. So okay. You're, no. <clears throat> You're redeeming yourself a little bit. <laughs> uh, and at, at the 15 position, the horse everyone is talking about, where everyone's money is right now, depending on where you look, this horse is either at 5-2 to two or it's at 3-1. to one. That's Forte. 
And I know everybody's got a lot to say about Forte. All right. So I saw him in person when he raced at Keeneland in the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile. And even then, I just remember the fact that he really stood out as a man among boys, even at two. And I think he stands a chance. One thing I'm excited about is if he were to win the Derby, which I think he has a very good chance of doing that, he would potentially, if he would, this is going way far, if he would win the Triple Crown and go to the Breeders' Cup, he would probably be the most successful horse or at least most accomplished horse in terms of American racing when it comes to American stakes. And I think he, if he would win, I think he does stand a chance of doing a triple crown deal. I feel like, like Ryan said, it would be an Alidar, a firm situation between him and Angel of Empire, but I think he could get it done. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you guys know where I'm going um, with him. Um, first off, Todd Pletcher is the trainer. We've already talked about him. And then second, Irad Ortiz is the jockey. And talk about accomplishments. Oh, my goodness. First in wins in 2017, 2018. First um, in wins in 2019, in 2020, um, in 2021, in 2022. I mean, like, this this jockey is on freaking fire. Um, that's just in itself and then forte seven starts he's not green six firsts that's extremely impressive um so far the best record out of any of the horses uh, florida derby youth stakes i mean breeders cup juvenile this this is the horse to beat. he he really is the horse to beat. um and like there's just not much to say about him. He's very impressive. Um, I am not sure he's gonna win though. I'm I'm really not sure. I like he's the horse to beat, but I don't. I really don't know um, that. You know, it's a horse race, but I would love to see a horse it, like this and win and continue. Here is my opinion, and I, we've got a couple more horses to cover. Um, here is my opinion on the field. You know, out of everyone, you know, Forte sticks out. Angel of Empire sticks out. Two Fills sticks out. Um, you know, Tepet Trice sort of sticks out. Um, but no one is really like, wow. You know, like, I think it's just for not me, Forte wow is purely for the fact that he has five grade one wins very early on to his three year old season, which is very accomplished. Yeah. But given, I kind of agree with you. This crop has not been the strongest, so that contributes to his five grade one no. wins. Yeah, you you take you take four horses out of this field, and this field is like a grade three stakes. Yeah, and I gotta be honest, his workouts—they're holding him back. They are holding him back. He had two at Churchill, um, five furlongs at a minute too flat. That. That's that's not impressive even remotely. They're holding him and from the half forty nine eight, like they are being very, very careful with him and I, I respect that. They want to be careful with a horse of this caliber because he I see a lot of potential in this horse and in a few years I see the Breeders' Cup classic in his future. Oh yeah. But I I am curious to see because there are a lot of horses that are gonna give him a run for his money and 
he's going to have to be forget, very, Mace very was only on, a neck away. on Derby Day. And yeah, I was just about to say there are uh, Mage could easily on a good day beat him. Uh, not only that, there's two other horses in here that could give him a run for his money. Um, he is probably the most complete horse though in this in this race. Um, I mean, there's not a lot you can say about Forte when you when you look at everyone uh, here. He just he does jump off the page in this field. Um, just hands down at three to one in this field, it's, it's not crazy. Uh, Here, here's the one thing that you have to consider is it, it's the derby. Any, I mean, there's not another, yeah. it, anything can happen. There's not another track in the country with the same atmosphere, the same fan base, you know, jockeys are going to be feeling it. I don't care how experienced you are They're, you know, they're, they're going to be on edge. And those horses are going to be the same way. No, listen. And it's going to amplify any screw-up that any of these horses This, have. you know, and there's a reason why they call it the, you know, the, the Super Bowl of horse racing. It's because of the atmosphere. Um, and, you know, yeah. you, the horses feel it. You know, the, the jockeys feel people, it. The people don't take that into account. Yeah, the, the horses feed on that energy. You know, for my horse folks that are listening, you know you know you've learned since you were young that when you're scared you, you you know you intimidate your horse your horse feeds off of your energy um and these horses are feeding off of that energy through this um you know uh, a good example is you could have uh two undefeated teams go into a super bowl or a national college national championship or whatever and then all of a sudden one just get completely waxed it's the big stage uh, I'll give you a great, well, great example of that. If you watched the college football national championship last year uh, with Georgia and TCU, TCU was never in that game. So you can you can look, and they're a good team, and you can look at a horse like Forte or any of these others um, that we've talked about that that stand a tinker's dam in this race. And when you've got, I'm sorry, I'm old school, Flo. I say shit like tinker's dam, okay? Uh, and, uh, but no, seriously. And when that, when you're, when you yep. step foot on that stage, you better be ready to play. You know, that's why I say, you know, when you've got a last name like Ortiz or Velasquez or Vasquez, um, the, the reason you keep one peeper yep. in that direction is because they've been on that stage. Well, well the, the thing jockey... is, and oh. no, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. So this jockey has never won a Kentucky Derby. This is a big. He is also known for, for extremely him. aggressive riding. Um, he too. is an accomplished. Yeah, yeah, he is. This is a big deal, and I mean, who wouldn't be nervous when you're on the favorite? You've never won a Derby, and you have been the number yeah. one winning jockey for years. That is pressure, and yeah. I don't think if Forte does. Mm-hmm. Poorly, it will not be his and it's fault, kind of in one my of opinion. Those... Because yeah. he's, he's got already the trainer, been, he's not got the jockey. Derby level, but at Ugh. the Breeders' Cup this past year, I mean, it was packed, it was loud, people were cheering. The juvenile is the biggest, you know, that's the culmination of the day. So he's at least used to some level of fanfare that's elevated from your typical grade ones. Um, so I don't see him being a horse that really struggles with that, but I do think Irad can get in his brain a little bit 
Yeah. Um. Again, though, I mean, when you look at the yep. field, he just jumps out uh, from everybody else, and um, there's horses, but not so much so that he's just a. No, I'm not clear one. You know. Well, I mean, to an extent, he's, he's a beautiful unit. I mean, in person. Be he, he is a unit. Yeah. Yeah, he's an absolute unit. I mean, there's no denying. In that. his last, in his last four races, all of yeah. them, all of the speed figures he's have insane. been above a hundred. Yeah. All four is he, regardless, he is going to be. Yep. It, he's going to be impressive. Oh yeah. So at the number sixteen position, at fifty to one, man, poor this this poor horse. This you know going to be lined up right next to Forte. I don't understand uh, the fifty to one on Kane. him because he did win the Gotham Stakes compared to the other fifty to ones. I don't think it makes as much sense. He's a violence out of a lemon drop kid mare. So I mean, he's bred decently. I don't know much about his trainer. Um, I wouldn't have him placing high, but I'm not sure about the fifty to one on him. I'm right there with you, Nick. He's got the same sire as Forte, and um, his damn sire is Lemon Drop Kid. I, 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 he's he's bred pretty well. He's got seven starts. He does. He's not green. Um, there's nothing. I mean, yeah, he came in fifth in the Bluegrass Stakes, but look at the other horses that were there. Um, Nothing about him screams fifty to one to me, especially mm-hmm. his breezes. They're a little slow, but they might be holding him back. And he's he hasn't breezed at Churchill. He's only breezed at Caneland. So we'll see what happens. But from the half at forty nine flat, that's not horrible. And it just seems like they mm-hmm. wanted a nice, easy workout. I yeah, he's so. He is my uh, so Ray's Kane is my if you got an extra ten and you just want to throw it on a a long shot. Uh, Ray's Kane to me is that horse. Um, there's nothing about this horse that I dislike. Um, I would love to see more of him, um, especially this week. Um, so maybe he's going to be a wait and see her. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, if you got an extra 10 bucks and you want to throw it on a long shot, race Kane, um, race Kane, race Kane's going to be the one for me. In fact, I, I think I have a, I think I have a 20 on him, um, as a long shot. You got anything on race Kane there, Jay? Not, not a whole lot. I, I really don't. Yeah. I didn't have him in. In my personal ranking, so no. So at seventeen, I get a little excited again. Uh, at seventeen, at ten to one is Derma Sotagake, uh, Japanese horse. Uh, we love our Japanese horses here. Um, uh, ten to one, though, I feel uh, that's ooh, ten to one. Um, I I see this as like a thirty to one horse, maybe. Um, but you know. At ten to one, I'm I'm not putting money on this horse. Uh, I want this horse to win, but not at ten to one. Uh, there's other horses, um, mm-hmm. honestly, with higher odds. Um, I think him in that, confidence that, game that needs would be smarter money. And, and that just that would be perfect. But I mean, I, I really do too. Uh, confidence game at twenty to one, uh, and yeah, that, 
confidence game at 10 to 1 um and derma the thing is he's a very nice horse he's very accomplished i think he just has a bunch of historical factors going against them the winners of the uae derbies typically don't don't do well he's also in the 17 hole which has never had a derby winner in the entirety of kentucky derby history but i would love for him to win just one i mean he's a japanese horse but i brought up the thing about sunday silence and the thing that we didn't record he is out of a neo mm-hmm. universe horse who is a sunday silence horse and i love sunday silence especially i love it when sunday silence gives it to the americans because we're the ones who gave up on him before he even stood here so i don't know i i'm rooting for him i would like to see him overcome history not sure if it's gonna happen okay i'm right there with you nick um ryan like it's He's giving Crown Pride vibes because yeah. Crown Pride also came off a UAE Derby win, um, and it was very impressive. And uh, it, the Japanese horses, I love the way they train. I want them to win for that sheer fact, and I really, really like this horse in general. But I just I don't think 10 to 1 is fair, especially from the 17 post position. I just think that's that's going to be too much to overcome. Yeah. Um, his workouts at Churchill, he had three it, it, very respectable um, from the half 49 six, um, five furlongs, um, so did, one minute, so did one Crown second, Pride, four. Though. Right. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. He's just he's giving me Crown Pride, Pride vibes. vibes and and um, Crown Pride really disappointed. Um if now, if, if Rich Strike, they're amazing horses. No, but. if Rich Strike hadn't won last year, you and I both would have been really sad, just because of the showing of Crown Pride. Yeah, and Crown Pride ran beautifully. There was nothing they could do. It was just, it, it wasn't his day. Yeah. It's not his race. And unfortunately, as much as I really love the Japanese horses, the Japanese training style, and how much I want it for them, I don't think he's a contender this year. No, I say we. I say we just we just go to Japan and watch horses. That way, listen, just, Japanese, just, Japanese horses. You bet on them Japanese in Dubai. Horses. That's where they're going to capitalize. I would be down with that. I Let's probably to have to, to hide my hair, but we'd be good. I'm, I'm... No, 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 no. I will. I will... <laughs> no, we're not gonna. We're not gonna. Have, you know, unless you just wanted we'll to. Crowdfund like, it on TikTok. These, these ladies here. <laughs> That's right. Well, oh, I listen, know. Don't do not yeah. underestimate yeah, my ability when, uh, to beg for money. When my hair was having issues, a lot of people donated. And was very surprised. Um, so at the eighteen spot, I love this name. I love this name. At the eight, at the eighteen pole position, at thirty to one, Rocket I Can. Mix on him. This, Nick's yeah, because this horse loves a slot. Absolutely loves his slot. That's when he he shows his best. Um, he is he is a speed horse, um, or not really. He kind of sits off the pace. He has lost to Angel of Empire, but he did win the Holy Bowl, and the Holy Bowl has been known to throw Derby winners. So I think he's won a wild card. I do like he shares my horse's exercise rider, so I see his updates all the time, and I love him. Um, but he's one that maybe would hit fifth, maybe. But I see him fading, probably placing more mid pack. Flow. Yeah, honestly, I'm right there with you, Nick. Um, 
he wasn't impressive in the Arkansas Derby. Um, he wasn't necessarily impressive in the Fountain of Youth, even though he took second. Um, he did win the Holy Bull, like you said, which has produced Derby winners. I will say his last race was the first, first of April, which is the sweet spot for a lot of the Derby winners is that about 30 to 40 day window. Um, so who knows, but I got to be honest, even his, his, um, actually, excuse me, his, uh, workouts, his last workout on the 30th from five furlongs was 59, eight. So actually quite impressive. And, oh, wow. Um, so all of these are from Churchill Downs, um, from the half, 46 and 6 at Churchill. Oh, wow. That's fast. Yeah, that's, that's real, real fast. fast. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. His, his results tell me otherwise. He might be a really, really fast horse. I, I just don't think when you add all the other horses in and you add the starting gate and you add the races, he might work great. And then when it comes time for the real deal – he just doesn't quite show up as you want him to. Yeah, well, it's like we were talking about earlier. Some horses are good at classics and stakes, and some are better match racers. And he could be one of those that really could. He might be one of those that uh, will have a great career making appendix match racers. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. I don't know much about Rocket Can. Uh, I mean, I like him. I'm looking at his pedigree because he's an into mischief, which I into mischief out of its habit so he's he's pretty well bred not sure i would take him on as a stallion prospect myself but that's just because there's a ton of into mischiefs right now he'll you don't know he might make a good rocket donkey so i'll take a look at him um Jay? Well, he rocket can. He rocket can. Well, oh my know. gosh, could you imagine? Someone having... reserved that in the registry right rocket now. Rocket can. Some somebody is right now just already planning out having a foal, getting a register of merit so they can have a barrel horse out of rocket can, rocket donkey can <laughs> chasing. I mean, come on, this is meant to be. This will be the leading NBHA sire for the National Barrel Horse Association. Coming up really soon. You just wait. It's gonna happen. It is gonna happen. I mean, somebody is gonna somebody's gonna have Dash's rocket can. You just wait. It's, it's, it's gonna happen. It might be me. Um. Uh, and at the the nineteenth pole position, Lord Miles at thirty to one. Hey, you you didn't let me give my opinion. okay. Well, Jade, what's your opinion? Because he he wasn't in my top five, but he was also he's also one that I wanted to keep an eye on. Okay, just because of the track conditions. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, buddy. That well, Jay, I'm kind of with you because he does once. like to swap, so track conditions just, could work in his favor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he yeah exactly. He's fast. Um, he's at the 18th pole position, so you know he has a good opportunity to get outside. Um, I mean, yeah, and he has nobody, um, he really has nobody on either side of him that, in my opinion, is like, ooh, you know what I mean? Um, so he has a good chance to really break, have a good, if he has a good break out the gate, um, I mean, and if he likes to slop, 
I'm betting we're going to see some slop on Saturday. Um, I mean, I don't have his pedigree sitting here in front of me right now. No. And even if I did, I wouldn't know what the hell I was looking. <clears throat> there's at. a lot of people that look. But there's uh, a lot of people that, uh, and you know, pedigree pedigree gives you a good idea with some of these horses. But at the end of the day, man, it's about that individual. There was a lot of people in the late '70s that looked at those that first crop of secretariat horses and went, "Oh, what are we gonna have here?" And they went, Pfft. "Perfect example, citation, yeah, exactly. who was bred kind of like Crash yeah. and ended up being one of the best Triple Crown winners." Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, he, he's definitely a horse to watch. Yeah, I mean, definitely that. a horse to watch. Thirty to one. Uh, I think thirty to one is safe on that horse. Thirty to one's about right when you yeah, look at this field. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, Honestly, I've kind of written him off, um, only because that nineteenth post position. I think if he was between six and twelve, he'd be one to watch. I, I don't think he's going to be able to overcome it. Um, even with um, his Wood Memorial win, I, 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 just, I just don't think he's going he's gonna to do well from that post position. He also hasn't um, done a workout at Churchill. I, and it, it's very interesting because his Gulfstream workout on the 21st of April was 47.05 which is quite quick, um, but then his breeze from five furlongs was 102.41. So I, I'm i just not sure. I, I've i kind of ran him off. I would love for him to prove me wrong, but he's not even – he's not even – I'm not even looking he's at him. He's an interesting his, one to me because he's – I'm not interesting in this – fact that i think he's gonna win i think he's one that could really mess up someone else's strategy um because he is kind of reckless very reckless down the stretch he is a curling out of a majestic warrior mare he did win the wood which is nice but he also got his butt handed to him in the tampa bay derby and the holy bowl so i think his trainer is also under a lot of scrutiny right now i would kind of hope that not that i hope that horse doesn't do well but we don't necessarily need that story doing well so I can see him finishing mid pack. No. Uh, Stappy Joseph. Who, who he's is the one trainer? that had the issue at Churchill. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. That's all. That's all that needs to be said about that. Um, Jane, anything on Lord Miles? <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Uh, is, well, uh, we made a really weird transition. I, I thought we were still talking about. Uh, I think Flo. Kind we of made a really weird transition. We were talking about Rocket Can, and, and you right, have to I'm take done. into account Flo. Just like okay. Flo's like, I'm done with Rocket I, Can. Okay, Lord Miles. Well, and you had to take into account I had <laughs> several less beers when we started than when we started re-recording. So. I love that pause when we breath, breathe, and when we started recording. Um, <laughs> All right, and number 20, 20th pole position, 50 to 1. I'm going to butcher the name. Continuar, I think. Continuar. Is that right? Yeah. Continuar? Okay. Continuar is what I've heard. Okay. I he's heard also an I interesting one. I don't, I don't think he's going to be a main player, but pedigree-wise, he definitely could stand a chance. Um, he is by a son of Gio Pawnee, who was a main player in his Triple Crown series. Um, and then he's out of a Kim Kameha. Yeah. Mayor, um, 
King Kamehameha was the uh, leading sire in Japan for a long time. And the second name's the Sunday Silence Horse. He's got pedigree. I just, it's one of those things, we love J- Japanese racing. I don't think that this is going to be the horse to give Japan their first win. I agree. Hello? Yeah, um, pedigree's there. Um, but he's he's in the 20th post position, and he's not Big Brown. No. That's not this horse. Got to be honest. Um, I, I don't even think he's going to do well. But um, like Lord Miles, I think he might mess it up for somebody else. Yeah. I think he's I, – I, I would be shocked if Continuar <laughs> – the Japanese horse I like didn't even get in, so Shut it is what it is. <sighs> this is why I have a love-hate relationship with this Derby point. He's system. not Big Brown to me. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going. Yeah, there. it's but, that's a whole that's a whole rabbit hole, but. No, but you know what? That is a perfect that is a perfect segue to uh, a part two at some point where we just talk about let's we just. We have talked about our icks in the racing industry, and like, mm-hmm. it's doing us so much better than how it used to be, in, in a lot of facets. Yep. And then there oh, are yeah. other facets oh, where yeah. you're like, "Give me a break." Um. So, Jade, you got anything on uh <laughs> on that one? That's actually the one he's. Well, you know, to win. no, I've got. No. <laughs> um. That's the one he's picking to win, I bet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, right. All right. Yeah. So there's your uh there's your field for the twenty twenty three Kentucky Derby, the one forty ninth running. Um also, uh a little quick side note, it is the fiftieth anniversary Saturday of Secretariat's win. Um that don't make you smile a little bit, it does. Um I think everyone who's a racehorse fan is a fan of Secretariat. Um it you know, uh it's just it gets beaten to death sometimes because you're just like, yeah, gosh, it's so cliche. I'm a I'm a big red fan. I always will be, um, you know. But one of you know, I mean, I, there's so many horses that I love, um, and a lot of them never really got. You know, I would have loved to have seen uh, Eight Bells, uh, Barbaro, um, you know. Yeah, and then and, that was just such a cool era. Yeah, it, the '70s were were awesome. Uh, the '70s were amazing in horse racing. Uh, so with that though, uh, we'll go around real quick. Who uh, you got win, place, and show? Okay, and we don't have to be in any particular Empire. order. Not classic Empire, Angel Angel of Empire. Okay. I mean, we almost read through them this year. I'm sad we did. I was about to say classic um, Empire. No. That's... I'm yeah. trapped in the I'm past. I'm about to say, what year um, are you in? Probably. <laughs> Forte would be second. Confidence game. I third. feel that. Okay. Flo Schmo. So, um, I've got Forte to win. I've got Practical Move um, to place, and I've got Tap It Trice to show. Um, okay. I know I'm really boring, but... Uh, out of all the horses I've looked at and the research that I've done, I, I feel pretty solid about it. Hopes maybe someone will prove me wrong. Who knows? Okay. Jade Reigns. I've got Angel of Empire, okay. Forte, and since you all laughed at my oddball pick, 
uh, we'll say Tabit Trice, just because I like the name. Okay. Good horse. Good horse. Um, so these are in no particular order, but I this is who I want to see up there. Uh, actually, I'll go ahead and say who I think is going to win this race. Um, prepare, prepare your sphinxers. Uh, but here, don't say it. Because here, don't even say it. Because here, <laughs> I'm a poo poo it. Uh, because here it comes. Um, I've got Angel of Empire winning this race on Saturday. Um, this is gonna be. This is the one that's gonna hurt everybody's feelings right here. Um, no, I think that I've actually makes a lot of sense. Obviously, this in there. Set up wrong. Um. Yeah, and um. You're going to hate me so much. Um, I've got practical move. Um, I do not have Forte finishing in the top three. Where's Forte? Uh, Where's Forte's, Forte? Forte's going to be up there. I, I just, I don't. <laughs> I just it think fit we're going to have what's been going on lately. Yeah. Poo-poo on you, Ryan. Poo-poo on you. Last hey. Now. Right? Stranger things stranger have happened. Happen. Now, where, where, where my money is, is completely different than that. But I'm telling you what could happen. Um, I'm just saying after last year's Derby, I, I think it's going to go back well, to normal for one that. year. And then and then <laughs> we'll start the crit. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, I you know, uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. You could interchange uh, two fills with Forte. Um, I, I really honestly think Angel of Empire is an absolute unit. Um, Forte is also a unit. Um, Forte, again, like I said, I think it's the most complete horse here. Man, it's Churchill Downs. Though. I know. The only reason I don't have Angel of Empire in my top three is I just have a gut feeling. I just have a gut feeling. So and, when he and wins, like, I have so to I go with it. Right group chat, right? Um, So when he wins, I can make fun of him. I lost you guys for a second. I lost you guys for a second. That was convenient. Oh, absolutely. That was convenient. Oh, absolutely. That was pretty convenient, wasn't it, Nick? Oh, yeah, I lost you guys. Um, Nick, you can make fun of me if Angel of Empire beats them all, by all means. I I hope it does. Yeah. Um, I'll be quite honest with you. I'm up for that. Uh, you know, there's a handful of horses I really like. The smart money, um, and, and, you know, the smart money is on Forte here. I mean, let's just be honest. The smart money is on Forte. There's a reason why Forte is 3-1 to one or 5-2, to two, depending on where you're looking. <sighs> Angel of Empire, man. <sighs> Again, either that horse is going to play spoiler down the road to somebody, or it's going to be someone's, uh, it's going to be someone's antagonist. Um, that, you know, that is, um, <sighs> again, I hate to quote Flo, it's a gut feeling on that horse. That's a good horse. Um, so, yeah. Uh, my dark horse, I don't know if anybody else has got a dark dark horse pick in here. I had one, um, but I don't anymore. Yeah, I'll give you my dark horse. Um, man. Be careful. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. Be careful because they'll poo poo. That's on okay. It in a if you got ten bucks and want to throw it somewhere, something. I'm going with Mage as my dark horse. Mage, Mage, 
Mage at fifteen to one. Okay, I was thinking kind of in that. Okay, well, there's no one else I like beyond that. So, <laughs> be honest. <Okay. laughs> I mean, it's, listen, it's it's okay to be honest. <laughs> okay, reincarnate for me just because John Velasquez chose to ride him. Johnny V. Wait, if he friend. chose that horse, that's my dark. Never horse. mind. Never mind. For, I thought Velasquez was on Sun Thunder, on so Sun I Thunder. take that back. It's reincarnate. Brian Hernandez, who is also very good, but not Johnny V. Good. Who is so. on Sun Thunder? Brian Hernandez, who is also very good, but not Johnny V. Yeah, no, 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 no. Can, no. can, can, can I just say something? <laughs> Calvin Burrell. We need another good Cajun jockey. We we need another Calvin Burrell. <laughs> Calvin, or was it I Robbie? I loved that Also, guy. Robbie Alvarado. Cajun? I miss... Loved it. I miss. Uh, yeah, I yeah, think so. I miss New York Italian jockeys in the seventies. They were just full of piss and vinegar. Those guys were awesome. Uh, man, seventy. We could we could do a whole episode <laughs> on the seventies and horse racing. Well, and well, and here's the thing. This and it, you know, it's kind of mind blowing to think about. You know, you think about the the time of of secretariat and you look at modern it's just like modern day sports you know things have advanced so much capabilities you know just knowledge of the sport and and technique overall there's some awesome players in the game nowadays it i mean there there really is i don't know like i have i'm kind of mick i'm kind of kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of drawn here. And the reason I'm kind of drawn here, I don't know if we're ever going to see horses that fast again. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that um, in some ways we're more conscious about breeding. Um, Now, I'm not saying that we won't ever see records broke, but I don't think we're going to see I think we have a lot of things working against us to get to that point. Regulations are a lot different. Track surfaces are a lot different. And even training methods we have a lot more research now that things that were done in the 70s that may have not made may have not seemed problematic then that made those horses that fast you can't do it anymore that's right i would yeah agree. and and you, you know you can look back you can look back and talk about how things used to be yeah. and how horrible they were but at the time when you didn't know any better you know what I mean? It, it, you yeah. can't look. You can't look back on in history with a modern lens because um, you skew yeah. history when you do that. Well, the perfect you know I mean? example was saying, the none way of you were doing Secretariat that. You was training that totally. with Belmont. Um, That's something that if you did that today, you probably would be skewered. But it made so much sense for the horse that oh they had that he was oh, strong yeah. enough to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And he, even over the last. You know, 25, 30 years. I, I, I don't know how old Nick and Flo are, but, you know, just, just Ryan and myself. I mean, there, there are things that I did trying to say? with horses when I was younger that I wouldn't do now. No. I mean, or there are things that were considered completely normal uh, exactly. 20 years ago when I got into the industry that uh, I would be, uh, I'd be hung by my toenails now. Um you know, and Absolutely. public and flogged for. And I look back on them knowing better now and going, man, we used to, that was normal, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's, but, you know, and I think that kind of ties into the field that we have this year. 
Uh, I'm not saying a field like we're seeing this year is going to be the new normal. Um, but I, I think it is a sign of, of the times. Um, we're, you know, you're going to see probably fields like this more often where you've got a handful of really, really good horses and then everybody else's uh, would be really good grade, you know, uh, would, uh, um, um, grade three horses. I mean, well, and, and if anything, it's, it's going to show the quality and enhancement of breeding yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. You know, you want to breed for longevity. You want to breed for stamina uh over speed yeah. but when you can get that you add that dash of speed in there um and overall well, especially I mean, now better, when we're looking better, at full crops they always say the triple horse. crown winners come uh, from small full crops and we are down to 17,000 bulls born per year which is in the 2006 2007 2008 we are averaging 45,000 bulls per year PETA yeah be right because PETA says Peter says 10,000 thoroughbreds a year. Uh, and yet the thoroughbred after Carolinas has in, rehomed in, over 15,000. So I don't know where Peter gets their math. I, 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 don't, right? I don't know. I mean, well, so and, according according to 2022, 23,000 horses I mean, went to slaughter. And, and we all know and three, that two thirds of those were quarter horses. Aren't, aren't directly ex race horses. So I had someone, and I'm, yeah. I'm gonna bring this. They're up. great. I'm gonna bring this up, and I know. I I, I want to bring something up in a second after you. And I know I know we're getting pressed for time, but I want to bring this up. So I had someone leave a leave a comment something about the race industry, and I made a comment. I said, well, when it comes to aftercare, I don't I can't think of another industry within the horse world um, that has gone to the links to provide the aftercare they do, and it's one of the best aftercare programs yeah. you're gonna find in the industry in, in in the horse industry as a whole. And then they t and then they got all pissy when I said that, uh, and then they tagged me in a video where this rescue had went and found uh, where mm -hmm. a breeder in Louisiana had actually dumped a couple of horses, um, and said, "Is this that awesome aftercare you're talking about?" And I said, "Well, nothing is perfect." I said, "But if, when you compare to other industries, it's on top." And then the rescue chimed in and said that. They've reported to the Louisiana Breeders Association, yep. and the Breeders Association wants to meet with that breeder ASAP. And I said, "Yeah, I, and absolutely." I tagged that lady again. I said, "We've that had is people the difference from the Indiana right Breeding there. Program for the same shit." Yeah, and it literally all it takes is one report, one horse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're done. You're not allowed to breed. You're done. You are done. You know. So I've obviously owned tons of off-the-track thoroughbreds and I want to say about 90% of their papers came with a little stamp or a little card on them that from the breeder that said if this horse ever needs a home give this number a call 90% mm -hmm. of the off-the-trackers you want to know how many warm blood breeders did that zero you can go to zero you can go to the breed associations in in whatever state that you're in and you look, and they will have yep. a section on their website, and it's nothing but yep. numbers. Or if you need to home a horse, you call. You start at the top, and you don't go to the bottom. Because if you don't, if you don't do that, they're going to have a word with you. And by have a word with you, you're not going to breed anymore. 
So this person yeah. thought they were going to thought they had just stuck me and even the rescue stepped up and said, "Whoa. Yeah. No, 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 no." Well, that's that's one of the things and uh, we're we're not going to go down a long rabbit hole about this. But uh the the Texas dude doing his big it flow 50,000 mile long <laughs> ride, whatever it is. You know, I I've said that I said this on on TikTok. Those are the kind of people you need to look out for because that yep. is the poster child for PETA and the HSUS. You know, that, that one individual. And I know Nick knows exactly where I'm talking about. Yep. You're traveling I-64 headed toward, through Lexington, headed toward Louisville. There's a big thoroughbred retirement farm right there on the, the left, you know, if you're if you're westbound. Um there has never been a point in time that it has been more important to, you know, to police yourself and, and police your own industry than right there now. Is, there is no brighter spotlight in the horse industry than the one that is cast on the racing industry. And speaking you as a breeder who I've rehomed several of the horses I've had directly, I've had to pull horses out of situations because their owners weren't able to provide the care required. It can be so terrifying when we see people like the person that commented on your post, Ryan, because they're the ones that are going to try and buy these thoroughbreds. They have no understanding of how to take care of them. And they are probably the first person in that horse's life to refer to them as discarded losers, whatever they want, negative adage they want to attach to that. So it's, it's just really disappointing when I see that because then I know that, you know, they may make it their life mission to save a racehorse and they may not actually be saving it. They're probably putting in a worse situation than. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're going to put the label on it as discarded, abandoned, broken, yep. used up and this, that, and the other. And it's going to be treated as such. And sometimes that's worse. It's absolutely just, all the time in my giving it another because job. it devalues the love and care that went into producing those horses. And the horse itself is well, it it's yeah. it's like a it's like a work it's like a working dog. Like you know, a working dog requires a job. Working dogs don't usually right. uh, don't usually fare well as the family lap dog. You know, working dogs. You know. F uh, I know, Jade, you've got experience with this, dealing with German short hairs and, and everything else. Uh, they make great family pets, uh, but they need a job. Absolutely. You know, and it's the same for Absolutely. there's certain breeds of horses that are that way. Um, Arabs, thoroughbreds, um, some Morgan lines. Thoroughbreds. Um, some quarter horse lines. Um, stand, standies are another one. Um you know, they can have the levelest head in the world, but they've yes. got a motor, and they've got energy, and it has to be expelled somewhere. Because if it doesn't get put in, and and you don't you don't harness that energy in a positive direction, it's going to go into a negative direction, and then you're going to go, "Why did my horse dump me?" And I think that's the road a lot of people take with a lot of off the track standees, off the track thoroughbreds. When people say Arabs are trash. Um, you know, I, I I pick on a lot of appies, um, but I don't mind appies. Yep. Appies are another one of those breeds. Depending on the line of appy, appies have motors. They're 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 a horse that requires a job. They they have to be ridden. A lot of the 
a lot of these horses can't set five or six months. That's like a conversation I had today. It's okay to have It's okay to know what breeds work best for you. Well, what's not okay is going around and spreading misinformation. And if you're going to make a claim about a breed, you need to research the crap out of that claim. So you make sure that you are not spreading that misinformation. It's the same kind of folks that go and every and think every no off-the-track thoroughbred has to be completely retrained from the ground up. I'm sorry. Well, when, was, right. when was the last time you got a horse for a couple of thousand bucks and it literally had all the buttons and could do flying lead changes? I got mine three months ago, and it's because he was on the track for two years. I mean, And if you don't have a horse that's been on the track, good luck finding that. They'll be going for 15 to 20 grand on the warm blood circuit. Yeah. Well, yeah. the 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 very first podcast that I did with Ryan, um, you know, we were talking about Mars Tackies, and as the podcast often does, the conversation shifted. And toward the end, we started talking about off the track. It happens, man. Breaks. It happens. It, it it happens. It happens. Um, but you know, I mean, there even then, and, and we're talking just a couple months ago. You know, I I I didn't have the knowledge that I do now on off the track thoroughbreds it's because I didn't really put a lot of effort into to, to looking. Um, but, but just, just our little conversation then was enough to, to, to really change my mind. Um, and I have a whole, whole new different outlook. On are you, are you a convert? Not enough to own one, but uh, sure. I've owned one, and he was the pokiest, most gentle thing I have ever owned in my hey, life. Hey, I, I, I have li- I have limited. And space. he was almost as big as Donald. His name His name was Chevy. There was one that piqued my interest at a somewhere not too long ago that was online. It was a Seattle Slew granddaughter. I was like, that'd be cool to own just because it's a Seattle Slew granddaughter. And here's the thing. It's kind of and like I'm with sure my content. There, you know, the whole part, several, you know, like but... you said, it was a Seattle Slew thing. This is kind of my issue with some thoroughbred owners because they have someone like you who would think that's really cool even though there's others out there. And I feel like we need to get back to letting people celebrate their horses. And every, I don't care if it's like the most common storm cat, whatever. Yeah. You have a horse that's related to Secretariat. That's awesome. That's a privilege. Yeah. I still, and the 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 reason I make the content that I make is because when somebody shares their horse's papers to me, and I look at it, and I go back, you know, like, and I'll use quarter horses for an example. When I go back and I see a horse like Joe Hancock, or I see a horse, you know, on there like Peppy Sin Badger, and though it, they are so far removed at this point from that but when i read that name on those papers it brings that horse just back to life just for a for, for a second you know and i look at somebody listen you can't throw a rock without hitting a horse that's related that's not related to secretariat these days but when i see right. a horse like secretary or i see nearco like everything's related to you have a piece of it Nearco's story was so cool and you have a that's right yeah by nearco's name on that paperwork that means there's a smidge of that horse, which means that horse is still alive inside your horse. You know, when you look in a horse's eyes, and it doesn't matter, and that's another reason why I call this show Behind the Horse's Eyes, and I'll tell you right now why, is because it doesn't matter what horse you look into. 
especially here, be it a thoroughbred, quarter horse, or whatever, and you look in that horse's eyes, somewhere looking back to you is some Bedouin's horse from a desert in the Middle East, from the Middle Ages. It's well, there. At, at the end of the day, at, at the end of the day, th- these horses don't know what they are. You know, it's it's up to us. That's right. It's up to the people that, that own Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Absolutely. To, to showcase what they are and where they came from. You know, that's that, that's the reason I have my my Marsh Tackies. You know, they're, they are a significant part, not only of South Carolina history, but of U.S. history. And that, my horses out here in this pasture, they, they don't know that. It, it, it's up to me to, to, to promote them. For sure. For what they are, mm-hmm. and, and educate people as to still what still doesn't still doesn't mean I think Ray's Kane's going to win the Kentucky Derby though. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Every time like I put my tack on one of these two-year-old thoroughbreds, I know, like you can tell which ones are special and which ones are like, ah, oh, you're an allowance horse. But when you sit on something that is special and you're like, wow, no, this is a black type horse, or wow, this. This horse gave me a real good breeze. I think there's something there. It is the feeling of, and then you look at, you're like, wow, this is a distorted humor baby. And you're like, wow, this is, this is a good magic baby. And you're like, that horse was part of history. And like, I look at my, my Windsor mare, my new blue cat and bluegrass cat, like somebody paid a lot of money to make her. And yeah. somebody paid a lot of money to keep her sound and keep her comfortable and keep her racing. And someone loves her gone. so much. And but I mean, I agree with what she's it's saying. A like for me, to it's like with my horse when I got him. He's a son of Union Rice, which was one of my favorite horses wants. on the Triple Crown Trail his year. And as a youngster, he grew up with Flightline and bullied him. So just I knowing, like, you, you have that little piece of history. On a horse that yeah. didn't do as well as racing, but you still get to cherish that part of history. Yeah. Well, like, you know, I look at my daughter's. My daughter has a gray pony, and it's uh, a cart pony. It was bred yeah. to be a cart pony, Welsh, with some uh, red down Percheron in it. And I, I look at that horse, and you look at the history, especially, like, uh, just of those two breeds. Step aside from racehorse for a minute. I look, at, I look at that little Welsh, and I go... I'm looking at a horse that was literally bred to go in coal mines. You know, like that was its job. That was the breed's job, you know. And there's a little bit of that in there, that those mining yeah. horses. And that's and, so cool, like, especially you know, here in, that, in Kentucky. I mean, you we know? have the whole, like, wild horses of Kentucky over the coal mines thing. It's part of history. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, we were, I worked a lot. I have I've raised that's a lot awesome. of money, in fact, for... Uh, um, Aaron through the years that's yeah I run an ad for her on this show for absolutely free linking to all of her stuff uh she keeps trying to get me to come up there and, and live feral with her for, for part of me is two. like that's and the I'm, dream I'm like, but also gotta, some of the stuff that. she has to witness I, I, love her to death. I love what she does yeah that's rough uh, yeah that's yeah. I'm a softy when it comes to some of that stuff man and it's just it's so. been a fun podcast. Well, guys, it has been it has been awesome. Thank you all. It really has. Yeah, I'm 
sorry we had to start yeah. over and everything again, but I, the second time around, I think this just is good. So, Jay, do you need another one of those, buddy? Bring me one. He's not even listening. Nice. Did you bring me one? Did Come you bring again? me one? My man is on. Oh, we're just, just we're just getting up. ready to say goodbye. Well, goodbye. Pull the old Doc Holiday. Will bye. Uh, yeah, no, we were talking about how good it was. It was a great episode. Um, guys, uh, I'm going to just leave you with this. Um, there's a reason why none of us work for Caesar's Palace. Um, with that said, though, yeah, with that said, though, these are our opinions on this year's field for the Kentucky Derby. Um, we're going to have a, uh, and I don't know who can join me, um, but we're going to do a Derby recap. Um, after and oh, we're yes, going to we break are. down on oh, it. Yes, we are. Uh, I, I can't guarantee what condition I'll be in. I was going to. I was going to ask who wanted to go live immediately after the derby we'll to see. do just a live post derby. Yeah. But then the more I thought about it, that might be something great for Sunday, uh, because you I'm, know Saturday I gallop, so Sunday. You know what? We why don't we just do it at the track? Oh, on Sunday. Or whenever. Oh no! When? Why don't we do it at the Aiken training track? Yeah. When can we do that? Let's just go ahead. Let's just nail that down now. I'll go to Keeneland. <laughs> Nick's like, I hate you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you go Keeneland. <laughs> oh. Anyway, yeah. So, we'll. we'll... So, so. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. The, well, I, I was just gonna say. So, I was really upset with my local liquor store. <laughs> um. Because th this time of year, I always buy the Evan Williams mint julep mix that they have. It, and it's, you know, it's pre-made. I actually, for myself and for my wife, we, we actually make them, you know, muddle the mint, powdered sugar, all that good stuff. But I, I was kind of depressed. I stopped by there today and they hadn't gotten any in yet. So That's, that's blasphemy. You would think... You know, being in Kentucky and this close to, well, to Derby. Can, you know, I'm a South Carolinian, and mint julep is the, the, the drink of garden parties in Charleston. Mint and, juleps uh, sound like I they're above my pay grade. Yeah, really? I don't like them. Yeah, I just, you know, I like an old-fashioned. I mean, like, it's only like 18 bucks for yeah, a fifth. I will, so, <laughs> yeah, I will drink, uh, I'll, I'll drink old fashions all day. But I just man, mint yes. this is mint. What's the drink for the um for the oaks? Oh, I don't know. There's a, a so the julep is for the derby, but what's the drink for the I got Kentucky my laptop oaks? right here. It's a lily drink. Nick said I'm on it. Oh oaks click, lily click, cocktail. Click, 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 click. <laughs> um Grey Goose, vodka, half what's lemon juice, oh. simple oh, syrup, I orange. I lost it guys. Liquor. Cranberry juice. Cranberry juice would be the only thing that gets me in it. I'm out. I'm done. Juice. <laughs> it's actually great. Did, great did you just say cranberry juice? juice? Just mixed together. No, no, no. That... <laughs> great goose got the girl feeling loose. Goose. And that's why we I don't pay attention to the Oh, come on. Bottle, I like, so. Let the Phillies run. I like the Phillies. Well, I... I... No. I'll say on the the Oaks Day, my mother in law, she she's a breast cancer survivor, and they have the 
the survivors walk out there and, and she got to do that um back a few years ago that was a real big deal for her and uh and i was glad that she was able to be a part all right fam so. i gotta hop off here because i gotta get up early for work tomorrow so yeah i'm old this is past my bedtime i do i do too it's almost 11 and i've got to go to work yep this is not my plan was to edit this tonight so it would be out in the morning, but this is going to get edited tomorrow afternoon and be out tomorrow night. And uh, so everybody get to listen to it on Friday and Saturday morning. Uh, if we helped you, if we helped you, if we lost you money, um, email. Uh, We're not liable. Email Jade <laughs> underscore rings at um, <laughs> all his idea. So, guys, any closing thoughts before we lock this, this shit wagon down? If you're. If you're going oh, to the Derby, mm-hmm. enjoy the experience. Yeah, go Unless to the you're infield, like me and hate crowds, don't go to the infield. Yes, then. absolutely. <laughs> <Nick's>... <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be what we call a South Carolina asshole to elbow. You know, for, for <laughs> us, like, for my family, <laughs> for for my family, it, it the 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 Derby is an experience. Yeah, you know, we're we're picking our horses and everything, but we enjoy the day. We we make the most of the day, and uh, I don't know. I think everybody should do oh, yeah. that. I'm going to be at home with family, and uh, I sh- usually every year by post time, I'm I'm kind of wobbly staring at the TV, and then I'm yelling profane things at whatever horse that I've picked, and then maybe that's the bet we should take is which Daddy horse you're going to scream profanities uh, okay. at. I'd be down yeah. for that. It's, it's gonna be awesome. That should that should be a Caesar's Palace bet right there. We we should we should put bets down on the horse we think's gonna be last place. Okay. Last King's Dead last. We're try- Somebody somewhere Hit is show. doing exactly that. King's Barn, yeah. Actually now that I say that. Who was the horse that what? we were all like, why the hell is this horse in the dirt? What? Disarm. That was it. Disarm. That. Yeah, disarm. <laughs> The, the, yeah. my, my my wild card pick. yeah your wild card pick your wild card pick <laughs> it's real yeah, wild is, is gonna be well while uh while either forte or angel of empire is crossing the start fin- or crossing the i almost said start finish line this is it nascar uh crossing the finish line he's gonna be working uh, himself this arm is gonna be biting flies off of his hip somewhere near the gate <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Listen, Beautiful listen. Right? He's gonna learn. He's gonna he's gonna be side passing, maybe throw Perrier or something in there. Just give awesome dressage horse. He's got looks like he might have the speed for it too. It's gonna be awesome. Just from yeah, from A to D, from A to D. Work working trot. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. I I gotta I gotta take another dressage. I, well, I gotta I gotta take dressage lessons. I need to come back out the flow so flow can embarrass me again. Didn't you post a video I, of that at not, some not point publicly? Okay. There was but. a there was a picture of me standing next to Donald and I I looked like a toddler. <laughs> Your boy's equestrian sized. I don't know who know, doesn't know that, but you know. <laughs> <sighs> on that note, though, on behalf of Nick and Flo and Jade. There is your 2023 field for the Kentucky Derby. Everybody, please be safe. If you drink, drink responsibly. Call an Uber, get a cab, whatever. I don't know who calls cabs anymore. Get an Uber, Lyft, whatever you do. Wherever you're at, or just stay there. 
throw your keys in the yard, try to find them the next day. Um, yeah, and uh, get their name first. Um, FYI, if you know, you know. Um, so it gets wild in some places. Uh, here in Aiken, I think a bunch of people are going to be at Bruce's Field, and then some others are going to be at Wing Place, some others are going to be at Grumpy's, Hotel Aiken. <sighs> Living in a whole... I'm gonna be in my living. Room. I'm I'm probably gonna be uh, outside if it's not raining, and uh, with the sixty set up in a lawn chair screaming at the TV. See now, now you you've reminded. We bought one of those inflatable projection screens, movie theater. Yeah. yeah, one of those projector screens. Now I'm gonna have to see if I can find out how I can get the derby on that. Cast it, baby. Get your projector and cast it. I'll All figure right. it out. On that note, we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah, one last oh. thing. Um, I know all of us just hope for a safe trip for the horses, yes. jockeys, everybody involved. Um, just as long as it's a safe race, that's all that matters, and all the horses cross the finish, go back to the barn, and get their dinner. And, that's all that and, matters. Uh, yeah, uh, and I know everybody's got to go. Can we take two seconds, though, and – and talk since you said that, talk about the elephant in the room real quick. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Churchill needs to close you, his y'all training. Are more, y'all, are more, y'all are more versed in that than I am. That, that, that's the biggest takeaway from it. They had it closed in uh, the September mm. meet, and I have no idea why they opened up again. Um, but even with that, they're being responsible and at least acknowledging what? it all situations were sent to necropsy so we're at least going to have some insight into what happened and it sucks for the horses obviously and the connections and everyone who loves that horse you know there's a lot of love and support that goes into these horses whether they are great race horses or finish last and you're claiming five thousand Kind the of, so two of, of them were the Ramses, like so that was the breeder, Kitten like Joy. Was... You know, they're, they're, situa- they're a facility oh, okay. that does things right. Yeah. I have my horse, or my filly, right across the street from them, and their level of horse management has always been impeccable. It's just a very sad, sad situation. It didn't sink into me yeah. until I saw all the pictures of everybody leaving. Oh, you're talking about wild on ice. And I was like, oh, here it comes. I was thinking about it, everything. That situation breaks my I'm heart because that was wild on ice. So they only have yeah. two horses um, in, um, in their training stable. And this was a homebred of theirs. And he was a long shot to win the Sunland, or was it the Sunland Derby. Didn't mm-hmm. think he was going to have anything. And, and it was just, it sucks because that's the people you root really to win you know that's who everyone sees themselves in mm-hmm. yeah yeah it stinks yeah it stinks all the way around so now that i brought the mood completely down so again we hope all the horses have a good day uh we hope i don't know two-thirds of the trainers have a good day uh uh, I hope they all load safely, yes. yep. and I hope they all break safely, and I hope they all cross safely with their jockeys. That's that's really all I'm hoping for. That's right. I want to see, because uh, um, I know we have a small field for usually for the Preakness. Um, I want to see uh, 
a lot of yep. these same horses at the Absolutely. Belt are nice and healthy uh, and ready to run. That's what I want to see. So, but on that note, we will catch you guys all next time. So, Nick, Flo, thank you so much uh, for stopping in with me and Jane. And uh, it's always eye opening. It is what Nick, it is. It happens. I'm sorry for all the technical we're difficulties. Good. We're still ironing out new software. So, that's right. So, but uh, we're going to catch you guys next time. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Y'all take it.